You're listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series that syndicates for the A-List Online, and my name's Andrew Mackay-Smith. I hope you are well. The interview subject coming up for you, it's a rarity. It's someone who doesn't do, certainly doesn't do a lot of podcasts as best as I could discover, and there aren't a whole heap of interviews out there with him online, although he does say through the conversation he has done a lot of promotion for this particular album by the band Sepultura, it's Paolo Zisto Jr. He's the bassist. He's the fellow that's been there since the very beginning, as you will discover through the conversation you're about to listen to. I guess I've already mentioned the reason for the chat, which is the new album, Quadra. If you're a long-time listener to the show, you will know that I've spoken to Andreas a couple of times, Derek a few times, including only about a week ago, given that right now it is 10.09pm on the 30th of January, in promotion for this wonderful album by the band, and I do mean it, by the way. My my praise is very genuine toward Quadra. I think it's probably the band's best album since Max was has been out of the band, actually. But, uh, you know, the thing is about having a conversation with Paolo is that there's some stuff out there about what Max said about the earlier albums, him not playing bass. It's fair to say Paolo addresses that, and then some on this conversation. So you're going to get a lot of content through this one here. This is a really cool conversation for you to listen to if you're a long-time fan of Sepultura. And if you're not, well, you're going to learn something and be entertained at the same time. doesn't get better than that. So here we go. Paolo Zisto Jr. from the Brazilian metal gods, Sepultura. Here he is. How are you going, Paolo? Hey, how are you, my man? Good. How's... good. How's the uh, the interview schedule and the promotion of this wonderful album Quadra been going? Yeah, tough but good. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of interviews, but it's okay. It's part of it. I bet. Yeah. Have you been speaking to a lot of Australian journalists? Well, mainly uh, most of your interviews have obviously been with other people, but uh, many from other countries. But have we taken up a lot of the interview space, so to speak? Because man, you got to know, and you've been around as long as anybody. Sepultura are a big band in Australia. Yeah, you know, this is my 36th uh, year with the band, so mm-hmm. starting up this uh, this new cycle, you know, coming up with a new album, very excited about, you know, the release date, it's February 7th, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, can't wait to, to, to release this thing and be able to, to do this, reproduce this all on the, on the live uh, situation so mm. it will be a new challenge for us <laughs> i bet i mean look the, the reality is though is that is that i think and i've mentioned this to derek already because i've had a chat to him i think quadra and i'm a long time fan i need to be, need to say this now i've been a fan since the early 90s as long as you really could be in australia if you know what i'm saying as a young fella back in right. the early 90s as i was but i actually think this is one of your strongest albums ever you know um, it's one of those albums that I just think I, I, I do a lot of swimming so it's been my accompaniment as I swim because I've got swimming headphones in and it's vicious oh, okay. yeah it's brutal awesome. man it's so good to listen to when you're swimming so so do, do you feel the same way about it do you feel like because I feel like the band's entering some sort of a twilight dawn you know what I'm saying like you guys are just getting better with age uh, I believe so as well, you know, it's something that, uh, you know, the fact that uh, we use ourselves, our career, you know, to, to inspire, you know, to bring all the elements. And uh, I believe uh, the, the, all this mix of, uh, of the Sepultura career is, it's, it's right there 
on the on the new mature you know mm. we have the trash from the trashy side up to the machine messiah side of the you know i think we bring a little bit for, of the whole history of the band you know and, and it's it's a very unique record you know so so it's a was a very hard uh task to to record you know to to really reproduce that to, in the record but uh, at the end everybody's is is very happy you know mm. and the band is in a very uh a special moment in in our career you know not only professionally as musicians but as as friends as as well so and uh, I'll be I'll be going back to Brazil next Monday nice. to yeah. start start to rehearsal for in preparing uh, the whole thing to 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 kick in the America North America tour first and uh, very happy you know it's gonna be a lot of work but uh, at the end it's gonna be worth it so I'm looking forward to to do this once more <laughs> yeah nice brother and and look it's got to be said like uh, you've been there the longest. Uh, you were right there, man. You're credited as Paolo Destructor Jr. Bass guitar <laughs> way back in, uh, what year was that? 1985 on the EP Bestial Devastation. Man, man you've got to know. It, Sorry, you go. But you yeah. say something, you go. No, it was 85, not 85. 85, no. there you go, yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> but that's the thing is, mate, you've got to know that Sepultura's catalogue is just revered. I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm, I first got into the band in the early 90s and you were the biggest heavy metal band of the world back then. You know, Metallica were doing their bullshit thing and the Black Album and people had sort of tuned out from that scene, the thrash scene. You know, Megadeth was still doing uh, Countdown uh, to Extinction, I think it was. But then you guys, man, you guys were right at the top of your game. But my question is, did you think, you know, almost... What's well, 35 years later? Can you believe that? 35 years later, after Bestial Devastation was released, you'd still be here playing brutal heavy metal for the masses. Uh, I never could thought about that, but I, I feel very happy to be still be here and around, you know, and to be able to to do to be through all the faces of of this band, you know, and it's it's very it's a very unique uh, feeling. You know, mm -hmm. I'm very, I'm very uh, blessed person. Yeah, I can say that. You know, to to be able to do what I what I like the most. Mm -hmm. You know, to play on uh, this band and be able to to travel to to see the world and you know play music for the people that appreciate you know our music. So mm -hmm. I think that's the the biggest compliment that uh, a musician or a band member can can have. You know. It's you know to to be able to go on the stage and and see and share that and see everybody's uh, smile face happy face at the end of the of of the night and going home satisfied you know that's the main yeah you're thing great for that all way. of us yeah you you've always looked like you've had so much fun up there on stage I saw you guys a couple of times in the nineties but I really remember that performance when Derek came into the band because. As I say, mate, Australia is, I feel, one of your biggest territories. And I think for Derek to be received as well as what he was back then uh, must yeah. have made you guys feel great. Yeah, it was not easy, you know, to replace. Uh, with, with, I never said replace, but to, to fill in, hmm. you know, some, yep. someone's, uh, someone else's uh, shoes, you know, after what we achieved back, 
back at the time. So, and I and I knew uh, only time would 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 make uh, make uh, people think differently. And Derek has been with us for 22 years, I believe now. And uh, you know, it's a it's a long ways. You know, I think he has grow up uh, through and really fill it up the those shoes in a in a very good way. You know, and uh, and I don't think he has to prove anything to anybody else. And in uh, the new record, just established that's a big stamp hmm. on not only for for him itself, but I think for all of us. You know. Yeah, no, I agree, mate. And uh, like looking back over your your history too, so I tend to divide Sepultura up in, into episodes, meaning 1986, including Morbid Visions, to Beneath the Remains, sort of in one era or episode, and then you got a rise through to Roots in another episode or another era because of how popular the band became, and then of course Derek came on board, and there's against from 1998, and then I think things started, and then of course you had. Uh, uh, Max's brother, of course, in the band, Igor. Uh, and he left, I think, was it uh, Dante was the last album that he had? So that was really another era. But I just feel like, you know, with the greatest respect to the Cavaliers, and I've spoken to Max plenty of times, so it's no diss to him, mate, but the identity you guys are forming now and forging since the Cavaliers have stepped out of the band, yes, okay, it's still Sepultura, but it feels like a brand new band in a, in a really good way. And and what I mean by that is it feels like as though you guys are just really setting up for, I've gone through four or five eras there, so let's call this Era 6. Era 6 is just set up so nicely for you guys. So do you feel the same way as well? Do you feel like as though the band has just got it all, it's, uh, the, the history has still got to be written, so to speak? Uh, I believe so. You know, uh, like you said, all this, all these changes. You know, and uh, I think uh, the really uh, thing that brought us a new, a new blood was uh, Eloy. You know, mm. when he joined the band, almost he's been in the band for almost ten years now. Mm-hmm. You know, we really he brought a very new uh, blood. You know, he's he's I'm I'm twenty. Almost twenty-one years older than he is, and when yeah. he came in with his new energy, you know, made us really step up. You know, like fuck, we have this kid, and now we have to really, you know, start to play well again, more. Yeah, <laughs> and he's a uh, he, he really challenges. You know, I think that I believe that it, it is one of the reasons that we so strong nowadays. You know, he he really it ha- is a very unique musician, a very one of the best drums that I've seen, you know, if so, not one of the best. And, uh, you know, it's it really challenged us and to make us, you know, play better and give us more confidence, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and the fact that for him to be here around for almost 10 years, we, you know, we already know each other better, you know, as persons, as, uh, as musicians, as as being on stage, so mm-hmm. it really helped to develop, you know, to to achieve a certain level and 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 accept the new challenge as well. I think, uh, you know, I think the band is in uh, in a very uh, peak of the career. I, I believe. Great. You know? Yeah. 
I certainly feel the same way. You guys are like the Simpsons, man. You're about as old as the Simpsons, and uh, you just keep on giving. You know, it's uh, one of those scenarios where uh, something from my youth just feels like every album it's new again. Uh, it's a wonderful thing. So, um, mate, do, do you have a, a personal? You know, I mentioned six eras in the band's history there, but do you have a favourite era yourself, or is it, or is it a case you just like the whole thing? Well, uh, you know, I'm very proud of the whole thing, but I'm I'm very happy on the and wh- where we are at the moment. You know, it's a, like I said, it's a very special moment for all, all of us. Mm. You know, with a very strong record. That really represents the whole, the whole uh, Sepultura history, I believe. And uh, you know, I've, it's very hard to pick uh, one era. I, you know, I, you know, since we kids, you know, it went uh, through a lot of uh, changes and a lot of, a lot of, uh, you know, uh, different sorts of feelings. Mm. But uh, I'm very happy, and and where we are nowadays you know i'm very confident i'm older of course and but Aren't a little bit wiser as well <laughs> uh, i believe you know and i think that re- re- it's been reflecting on the music as well you know yeah. trying to really represent and not forget our past but respect our, our past and but really focus on the present and looking for the future you know hmm. that the, pre- the moment right now is the it's our moment so it's i feel very confident and very happy mm. to be able to still be here and do what we do. So that's the that makes me very happy. That's awesome, brother. Yeah, no, that's cool. And uh, look, I hope you don't mind me asking the next question. Um, but I haven't seen that you've addressed this online. So if you have, please correct me. But there's a well circulated quote from Max where he said that you didn't play the bass on the albums prior to Roots. So is that comment from Max? Is that accurate? There's a uh, Andres record uh, uh, schizophrenia and uh, beneath the remains for me. Okay, that's it. But the other but, uh, albums are but, all you. Yeah, but but I, but I had to to play live, you know, which is which is the main challenge. But uh, mm. you know, whatever you know takes to to make the band happy and to to make it work, we'll do it. But uh, uh, Andres did the recording. I was not. Uh, I was uh, studio scared. You know, I'm still not up to this day. Yeah, I, I still have some uh, hard time to to record. I really don't like to be in studio that much. It's not my thing. I like to be on stage and play live. Mm-hmm. But uh, but nowadays I'm much more confident. You know, to to be in the studio. But so- it's not. But it's not. It's not my real thing. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Yeah, no, well answered from the perspective that I haven't seen you answer it the way you just did then. So thank you very much for doing that. But because I'm a no, bass, that's no problem. And I'm, look, I'm a bass guitarist as well. So I've been playing bass for God. I hate to admit it now, but it's almost thirty years. And uh, wow, cool. <laughs> so it's been a long time, man. And I've got to say, you've been an inspiration in so far as I saw the videos back in the day, and and yourself, and like my era was Faith No More. You guys, Primus, you know the greats, as I as I like to term it. Yeah, you know, so, some nights. good bass players there, <laughs> definitely. Man. <laughs> man, between the three of them, Billy Gould, holy shit! One oh, of the first times you, you go, mate. Yeah, no, he's awesome. He's and you know, spiting. He's been a, uh, a good friend as well. He's a great musician. I've seen know. that. Yeah. Very unique. Very unique. 
I've got to say one of the one of the reasons I got into Sepultura because I was a massive Faith No More fan back in the day. Billy Gould's one of the reasons I started playing bass was because I think he was either wearing a t-shirt, a Sepultura t-shirt, or he was talking oh, yeah. about Sepultura. You know, which is so right. important though, isn't it? I think I think Mike Patton did the same thing. Of course, he appeared in on Roots as well, and he was wearing a Sepultura t-shirt. I think a couple of times, or talking about the band, and you know, it was really important for me as a young fella to hear the bands that I really respected give a co-sign to another band. Yeah, it's nice, man. You know, to to be able to, you know, we had we had the the first time that I saw Billy too, and I don't know, it was on the video clip falling to pieces. Yeah, he had the Sepultura shirt. I was like, holy shit, look at that. <laughs> And then we were able to, to meet them, you know, and became friends. Now we're very, you know, good friends, you know, and for mm. the past, and we, we respect each other, we respect the music, and we exchange ideas. And like you said, Mike already did some uh, collab with us in many different ways. Right came to play. There you go. Yeah, yeah and, uh, and came to play with us live in different situations. And, you know, it's good, you know, to have uh, uh, such a strong and and, uh, and uh, influential band as Fate No More is, you know, to, to, to really uh, being fans of the Simple Fuda, you know, it's, it's, it's very... It's a very unique feeling. So, but mm -hmm. we we have many friends in the music, and we respect each other, and you know it's 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 part of the thing. So, but Billy, like you said, he's a tremendous bass player. You know, mm -hmm. very unique. You know, very unique way of playing the bass and writing songs. So he's 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 amazing. Look, I'm, I'm going to backtrack a bit, and I, I really, again, I hope you don't mind me asking this question because I know for a fact Andreas and no doubt Derek is fed up with answering the question about it. But I'm, I'm asking you personally because I know what the band's um, attitude is toward a reformation with Max, and I will understand it. it won't happen. And to be honest with you, I'm glad because I think what you guys are doing now is magnificent. But between you personally and Max, has there been a lot of contact in the last sort of decade or so? Not at all. None, zero. <laughs> mm. yeah, yeah, you know, uh, we just, you know, separate. Each one of us went to its own path, you know, and, uh, you know, I don't know about the future, but right now, you know, uh, you know, it's, it's, I don't like to force a situation that's not there anymore. So, mm. and I feel if one day it comes, uh, to terms and uh, you know it has to come naturally you know so so far that ha hasn't been happening so but uh, I really don't bother and think about that too much anymore you know was that was 20 years ago and I just keep going you know you know it's a you cannot make everybody happy in, the, in this world so I just the the best that you can now and to learn from your mistakes and and keep walking and try to to do better in the future. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I think it's what I say to people who, who sort of still sort of harp on about it is that do you think Megadeth would have happened if Dave Mustaine didn't leave Metallica? And and look, I think Soulfly are fantastic. I think what Max done is there is great, but I think what you guys have done is great too. So because of the split when Max went left, we've got these two wonderful heavy metal bands. Isn't that what it, and isn't that what it's all about as fans? Because Derek has done such a magnificent job. In some ways, he's done a job that Max would never do with the band. Yeah, of course. Uh, you know, uh, 
Derek is a very unique singer. You know, he he can really sing. You know, he's a mm. he's a American black man. You know, and those motherfuckers can sing. Indeed, absolutely. And <laughs> you now they, yeah. they they know. You know, and uh, and uh, and he he really brought a new approach on the band. You know, as like Eloy as well. You know, he, mm. he's a very unique drummer. He he's a very technical drummer. You know, so those two guys, you know, really made the difference. You know, you can, you know, and of course, me and Andres, we, we there from many, many years, and we old and we know each other for a long time. We're like brothers, you know, okay. and uh, you know the combi the combination of four of us, you know, it's it's, it's what it is making this very unique uh, music nowadays. You know, and uh, it's and. You know, it's good to be here, you know, at the end of the day. You know, I'm very happy I'm doing this. And I'm still happy with what I'm doing. I'm still happy with the band, you know, despite of all the all the uh, formations, you know. And we, we this lineup represents the band, represent, respect the whole history of the, man, the band. And we're not there to... to to hide our past, uh, on, uh, we just uh, need. To, we're just here to respect and you know play the music and and try to to be the best that we can. And and I think we are achieving this this with this new agreed. record. Yeah. And agreed, <sighs> massively agreed. And mate, I'll just do a time check. Have you got an interview in a minute's time or so? Or can I just ask a couple more questions? No, you go ahead. You can do it more. No problem. Mate, because I'm a bass guitarist, I've always been fascinated with a professional guitarist such as yourself, the gear that you use. Now, I read a, uh, an interview just before we got onto the chat, and you're using Zon bass guitars, man, and of course, Billy Gould, that's how I knew Zon. So how did you get onto Zon? Because they're magnificent in instruments, and you play them so well. Because of Billy. He's the one that <laughs> introduced me to Zon. There you, you know. go. Yeah. The, the Zon is, is based in San Francisco, and uh, Billy... Lives in San Francisco, and uh, back at the, the, the uh, on the on the time I was I was uh, using the Alembics, and uh, yes, I think I was saw the that. Yeah. yeah, it was back on the KOZD. And uh, one day Billy comes and he's like, "Dude, you need to check out this bass. You know, this guy is building some very unique uh, bass guitars. You should check it out." And mm. and I came to meet Joe Zahn. And then he let me borrow one of the bases. So like, just bring this on the on the road with you. Try out, see if you like it, and we can make adjustments for you. Uh, do whatever you like. And I've been with since for over 20, 26 years now, I believe. You know, and they are very unique instruments. You know, the Jozon is amazing guy. He's a uh, amazing luthier. You know, and every single bass that I have is is very personal. You know, it's a very unique uh, instrument, and yeah. you know, and um, I love them. You know, they sound great. You know, despite what we do on on the studio, recording with different uh, in instruments, but that's you know, you know, it's uh, it's uh, it's a totally different world. You know, I didn't use any of my pedals that uh, oh, you know, Ian's had a different approach, but uh, yeah. you know, but. Uh, you know, but a combination that I use, I use the Zong basses nowadays with the with the dark glass. Dark glass, uh, okay, that gotcha. Also, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, some mixture with the uh, uh, MXRs. I have Dunlop as well, and there's a bunch. 
right now I cannot really tell you what I'm using because I'm I'm switching everything You're switching. around. Okay, I was gonna ask yeah, you. Yeah, because I'm, I'm yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm 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 I get a new I got just got a new pedal board from Voodoo Lab that I'm trying out to, yeah. to see if it's gonna work. But um, I'm I still gonna use the 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 dark glass the stuff. But I'm, I'm I just got some new different pedals that I'm trying out. Trying to do new, a different approach for this new new touring. Just not trying to keep the the same style of sound that I have, the distortion clean, but yeah. but trying to approach it in a different way to use the the wah-wahs and the, some of the, the effects and you know, all the other stuff. But uh, I really don't know what I'm going to be using. But uh, I'm going to still stick around the same uh, brands that I've been using for years. <laughs> yeah, but definitely the sound bases are going to be there. He's he's ready to to. Uh, I've been talking to him to. There's a new bass that he hasn't put it put out yet on the market that I really want to try. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've been talking to him to like, dude, I need I need that bass. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm kind of curious though because my my dream bass I must say is I love Zon by the way of course you know like for all the reasons that you mentioned but Alembic like um status you know the the bass that mark king from level 42 uses just that slap because i play a lot of slap bass so that you know that sound there did you found find that when you played the alembic it had just gnarly slap sound uh no yeah you know the alembics has been on the in a many many different uh uh styles of music you know it's a search of great instruments like the fenders like Warriors, like you know, like the Spectres, you know, Sadovsky. It's very, it's very unique instruments, you know. But uh, the Alembics back then, I, I really like it because uh, I was inspired by, uh, you know, John Paul Jones, John Into Style, mm -hmm. uh, Chris Squire, Stanley Clark, you know, all those guys. Mark King as well, you know, all those guys used Alembics, and you know, mm. was uh, it's a very unique sound, and and uh, oh, and it's the basic sound of uh, Chaos AD is the Alembics. Uh, okay, know, and, that's uh, really good to know. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I I used two Alembics to record Chaos AD, and a Music Man to record Roots with some some parts with the zones. Is that a five-string uh, or a four-string Music Man? So is that a Stingray that's, or a Sterling that you use there? It's uh, mine is a uh, uh, I forgot the name. It's a, I think it's a Cutlass one. It's old. Mine is a, a Graphite Cutlass. Neck. Nice. Yeah, that's yeah. from way mine, back, man. Uh, yeah, mine is old. Uh, I don't even use it in, anymore live. You know, I just had a, have it at home, and uh, it's been sitting in my house for a long time. But uh, it's a Graphite Neck that I I swapped for from a uh, Yamaha that I got it. Okay. And I went went back to Brazil, and I saw this this bass at the store, and I was like, "Dude, uh, you know, I, I like to have how how can I get this bass?" And the guy is like, "Oh, the owner is either for looking for trade or or money." I was like, oh, hmm. "I just brought from the United States this brand new five string, I think it was a TBR Yamaha." Oh, t Tobias. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, TBR, uh, something like that. I can't remember the model. But yeah. I was like, I have this brand new base. It's, it's, you know, it costs a lot of money. I'm willing to trade with him. Uh, just trade if he'd like to. I was like, and it was a very expensive base. And the guy's like, yeah, sure. Let's swap bases. Mm -hmm. So that's the history of my music, man. <laughs> and uh, from that, I used the, 
the zones many years to record. I have a eight string zone that uh, I use in a in a, in a lot of uh, details for the for for some of the records. Is that right? Eight string bass. Yeah, it's uh, you know it's double double strings like the twelve mm. string guitars. Yeah, another uh, one like like Doug Pinnick from King's X. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of the bass players back then on the on the on the on the seventies and the eighties, like Chris Squire, uh, John Paul Jones, all those guys had those basses. You know, they they use it somehow. And uh, and uh, one day Joe Jones showed me, said, "Oh, I have eight strings." I'm like, oh shit, I need one of these things. <laughs> so I still have it. And I did use a Machine Messiah as well to play the Machine Sweet. Messiah song. Okay, good to know. And uh, yeah, I, and I still I did some stuff. Uh, you know, I, I I really, really I need to to bring it back to to the US because he needs to to do some repairs on the on that bass. But I would really like to bring that back on on the road to use, you know, different songs, especially for Machine Messiah. But mm. you know, but the songs are there, you know forever i believe <laughs> well you really when i when i think of zon i think of yourself and billy gould that's really it like i know there are other like lots of other players that, that but that none is in the spotlight as you two you know so it's really good to know that and give it all that context to it all and and i've got to ask too do you play i might have read this wrong but i read that you play dr strings so if that's not the case what sort of strings do you play uh, I've been playing the R still for twenty six years. Okay, there it's you been, go. I've been uh, I've been with them for many many years. You know? Yeah, and uh, they amazing company as well. The string sounds sounds great. You know, I have I have no intention of switch them <laughs> mm -hmm. they <laughs> unless they don't want they don't want me anymore. So then I have no choice. Just as a footnote, because I, if, if it's cool with you, I plan on releasing this as a podcast, an episode of my podcast series. And look, I've ch I, I play basses of many people on my podcast know, and I've used Ernie Ball. Uh, and when I say that the pink packet, I can't even tell you the bloody gauges off the top of my head right now. But I tried to swap away from them to, oh, I can't, there's been a few brands I've tried to swap away, away to, but oh my God, it felt like shit. And I could not play. I couldn't be me. And for people who don't know, strings are so important to the way a musician, guitarist, or a bass player plays that without them, you often, you, even your own instrument feels foreign. Yeah, no, it's uh, every single you know part of the, you know, strings are very you know important. You know, when you have the support from the company as well, you know, to be on able to be on tour, you know, mm. and uh, it, I think strings, it's it's a very unique piece to for your sound you know depends where you want to go and for me what's been working the best for the for, for, for many many years is the dr strings you know mm. i used to use different gauges and but i i i came back to the to the the, the 45 through 130 130 yeah five strings yeah most of most of the the bases that I have is uh, five strings. I have because I got used to to the thickness of the <laughs> of the alembics, you know. Yeah. That indeed. I even when I played through the fenders, I had to to have the five string because the the neck was a little thicker. And uh, and when you play the four strings, the the, the jazz bass, for instance, the the it's just a matter to get used to. But uh, they very the, the strings are very uh, close together. Mm. But it's uh, I got so because the Alembics has a, a such a big neck, you know, 
and the, the strings a little bit more spaced makes they the, indeed, the yeah. difference yeah makes a massive makes difference. a little bit the difference you know so i just got used to so uh, that's why i've been using the the this uh, five strings and uh, even that i have a small hands i know i I, very, I feel very comfortable too with the with the five strings as well i can hear it i can hear it in the background there yeah look i, I think you know like i switched to five strings a couple of years back and it was hard like I remember the switch over and having that extra B string in there below the E. It just, I, I fucked up a lot and I felt like shit for a couple of months, but then eventually I got really used to it and I found that I, I could, I actually can't go back to a four string now. Do you find the same? Yeah, thing? no, it's just, it's just a matter to get used to, you know, but uh, like uh, when I, did, I went to record on KZD on this record as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and back then, Andy Wallace was taping the fifth string. Andy Wallace, that uh, so it's, so this way that it won't rumble around and make a weird noise and and mess it up with the recording. And I did, Jens uh, did the same thing on the on this record as well. He was using pieces of cloth and sponge to to mute the strings that I, I was not using on the particular songs. Yeah, but, okay. uh, you know. Yeah, I've I've heard you mention that, and and you talked about how. When you play uh, in the studio, like I read an interview just before we, we had this conversation, and you talked about how you didn't think your arms were sort of sorted for bass playing. Is that is that there's a quote around that? Can you recall that? Uh, I think it was with Guitar World or something like that, or you said your fingers or your hands weren't because you said that you were a very you basically said you were a very percussive bassist, meaning that you hit a lot of the strings at the same time, which I understood yeah. because you're playing very aggressive music. Yeah, I played, you know, this record was a little bit different, but uh, I play very hard, you know, sometimes the strings rumble, so uh, on this, Jens was doing a lot of the muting, playing, I was playing, he was holding up the strings, if you see the last, uh, the latest video Mm. from the the studio series, you can see him doing all this (coughs) muting stuff, you know, just to make sound right. And not to rumble a lot because uh, a lot of uh, there was a lot of details on the songs, hmm. but uh, it's just uh, some tricks that you use uh, for the studio recording, you know, and that it's, it's never be able to be possible to 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 do that live. Live is a different situation. You just hmm. let everything rumble. It sounds good. <laughs> Indeed it does, mate. Well, you're an outstanding bassist, as we've just talked about. You certainly know your gear, and I've really enjoyed having the chat about that, mate. So, look, I, I mean, I've spoken to Derek about it, but I know you guys plan on being down within the next 18 months or so, so I can't wait to see you guys again off the back of Quadra. And certainly, mate, as you know, I'm a bassist, so you know who I'm going to be standing in front of when you guys perform eventually. So thank you so much for doing what you've done through the years, brother. It's been a, awesome to have a chat with you finally. Thank you very much, and I uh, appreciate the... the the support from all these years, you know, we're trying to to do the best we can. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've done a great job, brother. So I really, you know, I want to express that and I want to appreciate, give you my appreciation for that because um, there have been times in my life that have been quite tough, to be honest with you, but Sepultura have been there. So, man, it's just good to talk to you. Thank you very much. Thank you for the support. No worries, brother. All right, we'll see you down here again. All right, I hope to see you soon. Thank you very sure. much. Thanks very much. All right. Okay. okay. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series that syndicates for the A-List Online, and my name is Andrew McKay-Smith. Thanks for listening. 
That interview subject was bassist Paulo Zisto Jr. from the Brazilian Metal Overlords. Sepultura. Thanks for listening.